Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Time to remember yesterday's John and Lance show. Kind of. Yeah. And then it was Oklahoma. Uh, I don't. It's the most lopsided ship talk. Ooh. Um, cuddle. That month bleeper doesn't ever say the prayers. Mm. Don't you bring this up on the radio. I, I believe, believe that, that we, we will, will win. win. Do it, Del. Do it. <laughs> no. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. Don't get that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. <laughs> Taste the biscuit. Uh, the Cougs win last night 84 to 31 against uh, Louisiana Monroe. No chance. Despite LJ Cryer, was, he did not have a good shooting night. 3 of 13. LJ can shoot, but he did not. He did not last night. He's night. the big name to watch for yeah, this year. Yeah, that's a that's a big get right there. Emmanuel Sharp was really good. And uh, Juwan Roberts. I saw Juwan at the football game uh, last week. Um, this is, uh, you know, Terrence Arsenault. they got a nice team. Javier Francis, this is a nice, this is another nice team. It's going to be, it's going to be harder this year. There's no question about it um, in the Big 12. This week, it's night in, night out. You know, to get the breaks like you do in the American, so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be tougher. But this is one of the best teams in the country, and and you know what? Maybe they'll just be that much better. Although they've been so good Turn, tournament time, a Kelvin Sampson team is ready. It's just ready, and does they have been spectacular? Don't do the U, Dell. Don't do the U unless Jim Laranyaga is on the other side. So they beat him once. They lost. A stupid Miami went, and what did they do? How they, how they end up embarrassed? Embarrassed. When, when you when Houston went to the final four, how did it go for them? It's how how oh, did, oh, what, oh. and how did it go for Miami? Oh, how did, how it, did go? it go for Miami? Since, in the since end? we're judging how people do in final fours, when Houston made it, how did it go? Doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. Now don't. Now it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Did you see where your boy uh, Jay Billis had the Cougs? He did his one through like sixty five or something like that. One through sixty four teams. What do you have at Cooks? Number nine. Number nine? Number nine. Yeah, he talked about what they have. He said, look, it's <clears throat> he said the Cougs are not gonna be, you know, they're not gonna have one loss in conference. They're in the Big Twelve, which is the toughest basketball conference in the nation. He said, but they'll be in the top five in the uh in the conference. And he said things won't be that much different. They're gonna get to the playoffs. It's gonna be the they're gonna get to the tournament, it's gonna be the same thing. Their defense uh, you know the way that they play. No one plays harder. Get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah he thinks it'll be the then same. It's a coin flip. He pointed out. He said, "Shed is like the toughest player in college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a big man playing point guard." He said he's easily the toughest player in college basketball. Um, basketball people love the Cougars. The problem is they just it just you know a lot of times you see this in sports like we see it. In, in football or basketball, it's, you can't get a blend of both offense and defense. If you're really defensive-oriented, yeah. it's like For the reason. type of players you get out there who do that typically aren't as skilled yes. on offense. But, you know, LJ is a skilled player, not, last night notwithstanding. 
and Jamal is a talented player, and so is Juwan. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how we'll, if whether or not you're right. It just seems Jairus like Walker, if you're a defensive player, it's just it like go, he, you go like eight minutes without scoring. But Jarris, yeah, but you're so good, you can you can survive. Yeah, it right. Because you, but you know, Jarris Walker has offensive ta- had offensive talent. It's almost like there are times where the style of play is going to limit. Did you ever find though that Jarris took over a game like a the number four overall pick who he that was considered what I don't forget what he ended up being, but it just didn't seem like Jarris want- had that. I'm taking this game. This is my game. Yeah, no, not really. I like I was I I thought the Cincinnati game where they were losing Jarris had moments in that one, but no, he never. Well, there were times there were times I saw it, but it wasn't a consistent. It was almost like he was. It was almost like there were some big personalities on the team or some guys who were you know he walked into it just one year yeah he only had one year there but no he never took over it like i'm the man he didn't have that top dog swagger it was it was weird talking to him at the nil event the john daspit dinner he's very engaging he's a very spent a lot of time on his phone that's just how it is Mm. but um but you never got the sense you got the sense that he knew he was elevated you know there was a not cockiness, but there was a confidence there to him. However, you never – it was Jamal Shedd's team, though, he and, and Sasser's team. Yeah. You could tell that. And I think maybe that slowed him down from trying to take over because so, he had the talent to take over. So, I mean, it's college basketball, and it's a long season. It doesn't – one game certainly doesn't matter. But Michigan State at home last night lost to James Madison, fourth team in the country. I wonder how big Number four, Michigan were. State. That was a, probably a huge dog. James Madison is just a really good sports school. It's so underrated. James Madison, they just they win a lot of football games. They just, I mean, they're they're just. It's really, really a good sports school, James Madison. And then uh, LSU women lost at home last night to Colorado, number one team in the country. Usually, the number one team in the women's. College basketball goes undefeated. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, I mean, they don't lose often. No, not often. One, two, max. Yeah. And they lost their first game last night against Colorado. So, so uh, James Madison, by the way, was a 16-and-a-half point dog. And they went out right. What do you think? Let's do it. LSU, Colorado. Oh, gosh. Was in women's basketball. Yeah, how much of that do you think? No. Colorado was the number 20th ranked team, but that might as well be in women's basketball. Yeah, right. Uh, she says they lack toughness. Um, Colorado won 92-78. Yikes, that's a lot of points. How much of that do you think is – how much of that was um, they just kind of fool themselves like like any championship team? You just walk out, you think you're just going to walk on the court and everything's going to be fine. That's probably some of that too. Yeah, women's yep. championship, yep. women's champions, men's champions. It doesn't really matter. I don't see they don't have a line on this, uh, so I don't know what the line would have been. They, they're not showing on right now. All right, let's uh, let's get Jack in here. We asked for phone calls. Anybody wants to get in? He wants to talk about his Texans. What do you say, Jack? Yeah, hey, I had a question about play calling. Um, CJ mentioned that the last touchdown pass was a play they hadn't run since training camp. Yep. How did that work? I mean, we, we were out of timeout. He had just thrown a 35-yard pass. He only has a few seconds. The play's coming in. That's something that Bobby had mentioned, you know, during preparation, like, hey, we may pull this out. Or did he just recall that off the top of his head from August? 
Yeah. Uh, could have. Now, I've heard Tom Brady talking about this before. Tom Brady, I mean, in 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 the in a, a play from years ago that they ran, that Tom Brady recalls and says, "Hey, remember we did this against them in in you know uh, 2019? Um, hey, let's run this again. That this is a possibility to work." As a football player, while it's in the back of your head, if you're the and you're the and the receivers, everybody, you'll recall that play from 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 training camp. Yeah, you will recall what it is and what you're supposed to do and why it will work. You don't have to once it's in your head. You have uh, as as I did it as a as a quarterback. It, it's a much smaller level than I mean, it's not even not even comparable. But you will recall. You can draw from what you what you hadn't run in months. You had not run in months. You will still remember that when it, now. It's going to be way different for Josh Dobbs because Josh Dobbs just got there. But when you're together all year, like these guys have been together, and the and the rapport that CJ and and uh, Tank have developed, and oh, and and Schultz and everybody else, you can draw back from from training camp. You absolutely can, and I'll bet you, Bobby. Because uh, I've heard Brady talking about the, again, Brady talking about this. Hey, we haven't run this in a while, or haven't even talked about this. Let's do this, and you will, and you can, and it absolutely can work. Now, in that situation, with t- t- fifteen seconds to go in the game, or whatever, ten seconds to go in the game, and for him to pull that out, and everybody go, okay, you remember this? Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, that is it, awesome. It really is, and um. I think it speaks to it speaks to Slowick and and um, and CJ Stroud. You know, it's up to a play caller to remember certain plays that aren't because it wasn't on the play sheet. It wasn't on the play call no. sheet to remember certain elements against certain defense. And then a quarterback is going to. You're right. A quarterback is going to have some input, if, especially if they're a, a thinking quarterback who really prepares and, and has a good football IQ, they're going to recognize certain things and certain certain aspects of the game, and they will go back to, hey, you know what? With these corners out, Tank can get into, you know, we've got to play a mid-range. i got a mid-range throw that we yeah. can use that might be able to work. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's not – I don't think it's that unusual. Once you get late in the game, in-game you're not going to do that much, but late in the game – the play sheet kind of goes can go out the window, and you just got to find something that will work. So you may go to a pet play, you may go to, but in that instance, that was pretty. That's pretty incredible that they went to a play that they ran in training camp. It hasn't even been part of the the install in eight weeks, yeah. in eight games. No, but I, again, to go back to that is pretty again, impressive. Yes, it's it, you. You have that ability. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I remember that from from playing you just it, it you once it's in your head it's in your head once it's there and for bobby now for bobby slowick to call that and know that cj would be able to run it and that the whole offense would be able to and tank and all here's dalton schultz talking about about bobby slowick and and where he is with cj well really it's like you can talk about all those things all you want but i mean at the end of the day it's bobby who Green likes all that stuff. And so, you know, for CJ to have the trust in his receivers and guys catching the ball to make those adjustments and, like, not only throw that ball and 
and a rip that literally we haven't ever gotten. To Bobby greenlighting that and like Bobby trusting in CJ and everybody else to do it, like to me that says more about you know Bobby being able to trust a young rookie to hand those keys off and be like, hey man, like get it done. That's great. That is great. I mean, to have that kind of faith in a kid, because I'm going to tell you this right now, uh, Frank Reich doesn't have that kind of faith right now in Bryce Young. He, you can't. You can't. And I wouldn't ma- imagine Steichen, no matter. Faith is earned. Yeah. Trust is. Uh, uh, D'Amico said it yesterday, our great coach, D'Amico Ryans, who I told you guys he was going to be good. The city of Houston was against D'Amico. And this show was against D'Amico. Who was it no. that was talking about? I was on a plane sitting behind him, and I said, this guy's going to be good. I wasn't even no, here when he got hired. Zeke and you guys, no, that wasn't. I was admiring yeah. his whole aura. Oh. You could tell he had the aura of a winner. No, I was on a plane creepy. and saw it. I think they and everyone's almost like, threw you off see, that plane. that's how you do. Creepy. What did I see? The aura of a winner. Here mm-hmm. he is with a quarterback that's getting close to being an MVP. And, and I believed in him. And the rest of you... Uh, the rest of you non-believers are over there like, oh, no, no, maybe we should get... Are you saying you're out on a limb with D'Amico? Are you yeah, saying I'm you saying were... I was first. You went out on a limb. I'm saying I was first to yeah. say D'Amico was going to be good. Oh, I saw you? it on a plane. So you're saying the guy... I saw the swagger on a plane. You didn't. You you believe you Quite were confident. first. You don't think other people had faith that he would be a good coach? This is the Lord's team. D'Amico's that, also... That doesn't D'Amico, answer my question. D'Amico's also a very religious man, too. Yeah. And then you add that to the the coach. You know what we're building here? God's team? God's team. Is it God's plan, this this whole thing coming together? I'm just saying people are like... I was being flagrant early on. Okay. Well, I mean, you said... He's 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 declaring this God's team. Okay. Are you worried that you're over? Uh, I'm sorry, did you play the over on the Texans? I did not. You I, got scared, didn't you? I, did I not told you D'Amico Ryans no, you didn't. was going to be the guy. I said, this guy, is, there's something special about him. People laughed and joked, and they said, oh, you're <laughs> the one. What? Yeah. I mean, stop already. Who knows you, what Everybody was about. against D'Amico, but you and D'Amico persevered. Oh. He's, he stood out there. Yeah. I know other people. Yeah, it was Lance and D'Amico he decided, against the world. He became a meat shield for D'Amico, deflecting all criticism. Yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, this is the guy that we need to follow. Yeah. We need to follow him. And much like. Follow him? Like a, like a cult leader? No. Like a don't Christ figure? I didn't say, say it. it. I didn't he's say it. Are you not going to say it? He's, he's about, about to call him. I didn't say it. No. He's about to call him Black Jesus. I didn't say it. You just said that. <laughs> he, he was about to call him. No. Okay. Like that, like that shirt my mom had. Saying, you, you, you I got time we far. got prayer back in football. I got to tell you, my Del- that shirt my mom bought in the nineties during her Black Empowerment phase. It wasn't a bald black man as Jesus. Jesus had dreads. You know that phase in the nineties with the X hats. Like yeah. it was strong. Yeah. It, was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was coming on strong. Let's break it here. Dana Holgerson at the bottom of the hour to talk about that big, 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 big win on Saturday. So that's awesome. We're going to do that. So uh, I right now I'm talking about Chastain Ford. I've got my my uh, lightning over there right now, and they're taking care of business on it. And I'm going to go pick it up today. And it was a recall on the on the lightning, but there was just something that they had to fix, and Chastain Ford does it. That's what they do. They gave me a beautiful F-150 that I'm driving around right now that is awesome, awesome. I don't know that there is a bad F-150, and they've got a great – the Super Duty right now, the Lariat, they got $2,500 off or 0% financing for 36 months. It's on the lot right now, ready for you. Or, you know, you can order it as well and get it exactly as you want it. There might be some stuff – 
on the vehicle that you don't need, that you don't want, leather seats, tinted windows, sunroof, whatever it is. Um, but here's the deal is Chastain Ford's not going to say, oh, no, no, you got to have this. you got to have that. you got to have this. you got to have – no. They're going to say, where do your payments need to be? Now let's work on that car and get you as much as you possibly can in that car or truck. And that's the way they do business every single time. No markups, no add-ons, the best experience that you're going to have. I'm in the Chastain family. You will be in the Chastain family as well. After you buy a vehicle from Chastain Ford, I promise you, you're not going anywhere else. At commercials, businesses all over this city say the same thing. We're buying from Chastain because we get the best deal and we get the best service. It's all at ChastainFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. ESPN 975.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. Your John mentioned Dana Hogerson. He'll join us at 830. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to watch his team play their homecoming game. This Saturday is homecoming for the Cougars. So the last game was absolutely electric. We'll talk to Dana about that. Their game against Baylor going up there, getting a win in overtime. And... Houston wants you to bring that energy to TDECU Stadium this weekend. Ticket specials for fit for the game are $15 tickets. Grab your family and friends. Get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS. Get your tickets today. Come early and enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU State. In front of TDECU Stadium, excuse, excuse me, including the huge LED TV screen and the Bud Light backyard and more. So we got... A lot of ticks give away throughout the week. You're going to hear it on all the shows. So I'm going to give you a chance to win a pair at 825. A pair of tickets to the Cougs against Cincinnati. Their homecoming game, 825, caller 6. Caller 6 at 825 wins a pair of tickets. All right. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Yeah, Dana's going to join us in about 10 minutes right here. Talk about the win, how good it was. That was uh, a lot of fun. Getting their first road win in the Big 12. Just good, good, good stuff. That is, uh, that's a lot of fun. You know who else got a win uh, was uh, Mauricio Dubon. Mauricio Dubon picked up the gold glove. There were all kinds of award announcements last night. No Astros are involved in any awards, postseason awards this year, Rookie of the Year. Thanks. But we're going to thank Dusty later for it. Um, that, that Yiner didn't play. That he didn't get on the field enough to be in the running for. But we'll thank him later for it. But Mauricio did, Dubon did win a gold glove, and he talked about it. And, oh, let me stretch. Mauricio Dubon won. For those of you who didn't hear, he won it for his utility role. He started 66 games at second base, and he was actually one of the better uh, second. He was actually, what, third? I think he finished third overall and 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 he only played 66 games third and run saved um which was is fantastic he played nine games at short he played i don't know how many games in center field but they have a utility award now for gold glove and dubon won it and here's mauricio talking about it no it's it's crazy you know thank you thank you really appreciate it dusty thank you for for throwing me out there and trusting me you know going out there i know you know it's 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 
it's one of the reasons that you know I'm, I'm in this position. I want to thank Joe and Omar. Uh, thank you guys in spring training. You guys always Buster, you're behind with me. You know, since spring training, you guys always trusted me. So I want to thank you guys for this. Um, I can't wait for for next year, and it's going to be fun. I want to thank my wife. My wife, you know, she's always been there with me since 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 everything started. So thank you too. You know, it's it's a pretty big honor, and thank you fans for always you know you know putting a smile on my face every time I go out there and play. Do you think? It's int- odd. They're making jokes in there. Um, that Mauricio Dubon has his own logo. He does? I'm looking at the shirt right now. What? Got, it, it goes, uh, if you want to look at the video, it's on Ash, at the Astros official X or Twitter account. And I believe he has his own logo. It's got an M and a oh, D yeah, and Dubon. Are you sure under. it's not MD? Anderson? MD.com? I don't what md.com or something I don't know. It feels like Ask MD and it also has like a five letter it does. name. It looks like I can't read it but I'm assuming that's Dubon on the shirt. Is a little surprising that du- Mauricio Dubon has his own logo? It's a brand, bro. And oh, I think it's just dots underneath it. Okay. Yeah. So, I think it's just dots. Let's see. But yeah, Mauricio Dubon with a logo. Huh, that's odd. Like, Kyle Lowry has a logo. I'm like, who's buying Kyle Lowry merchandise? You were an all-star, but you're 38. Who's buying, who's buying a Kyle Lowry shirt? Uh, Lance, your, your yeah. kid's buying Kyle Lowry shirts? No. I mean, he does represent Alma. He does kind of got a, you know, a dad bod. Who? Kyle Lowry. I know, he's thick. He's, yeah, he's thick. He's thick in the back yeah. half. Yeah, that ain't yeah. really a dad bod. A little bit. He got a little but bit But who's buying, but who's, mm, hey, but who's buying a shirt, a Kyle Lowry's hatter shirt, yeah. a, a K7 shirt? Who's buying a Mauricio Dubon? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, if that is what I think it is, it's an odd, it's an odd it, it thing. Odd. It is odd. Okay, I know I caught, I caught a bunch of grief, but if you want to know the truth, Dubon maybe should have started a game or two at short in the postseason because he was not – Jeremy was not any good. If Jeremy does not – if Jeremy doesn't come back and play a lot better – Dubon started nine games at shortstop last year. If Jeremy does not come back and play better than he played this year, if he doesn't change his swing. not saying this about our World Series. Listen, I I remember when Jose Abreu was an MVP of the league. Not anymore. And Jeremy did not look like an MVP of anything last postseason. He's a young guy that's got to get his swing fixed. They showed his launch angle so bad right now. Well, it's, young, it, this lasted man. three months. Don't, there's this no reason. Three this, this guy's going to be special. Jeremy's got a chance to be special. He is a phenomenal defensive player, Gold Glove winner. He, the he there's something wrong you, with the there's yeah. something wrong with the swing. Yeah. I mean, there's and they've showed there have been some people who've shown he's got it's jacked up. Now he actually hit well in the second half of the season. He was up over 300 for a big chunk of it. He can't hit home runs because his launch angle is so. Yeah, it's so it's so messed up. So well, no, gotta, no, no, no. I'm hoping that he absolutely that he does. But listen, having a uh, having a Mauricio Dubon, a Mauricio Dubon could probably start at shortstop. The way he hits, Mauricio Dubon could start at shortstop for a lot of teams in the big leagues. I mean, this is not crazy. And listen, before the season started in spring training, they wanted to work with Jeremy in a swing, and he didn't want to do it. He yeah. did not want to change his swing. And then again, mid mid season, he came to him and said, "Man, I need to change my swing." And they were like, "Too late." You got to wait till next uh, off season. So I would imagine Jeremy's going to do a lot of work. Jeremy is really, um, 
he he's real really conscientious about his trade, and he he hated the way it was, the way things went down in the second half of the season, where he couldn't do anything, and especially in the postseason where he didn't help at all. So I would imagine Jeremy's going to put in all the work in the world. You just never know whether or not maybe pitchers caught up to him, and Jeremy Pena is not going to be the World Series MVP anymore. While I don't know. While you're doing things to ruin Jeremy Payne's career, I've done uh, more <laughs> more research. Mauricio Dubon is the founder of a golf shop. So you'll love this. The MD, it's obviously his name, but he has a golf brand where you can buy golf shirts with MD, which obviously is Mauricio Dubon. So that's what it is. Why aren't you repping Mauricio Dubon out on the on the – Love, on the course now. I love Mauricio Dubon. He's the Gold Glove winner, along with and, gold along with another Gold Glove winner that you're you're ready to throw away. And Jeremy Pena, you're ready. You're done with I, Jeremy Pena. I'm not done with Jeremy Pena. I, what is this? Why is this happening? Dua Lipa. Yeah. Somebody's got a picture of Dua Lipa. Well, she is in a movie coming up. She is in an action movie coming up. Dua Lipa. And they yeah they showed the previews the other night. Yeah. She stands out on the on the screen, uh, bro. She st- she is. She stands out on every screen. She is. Dua Lipa she's is the truth. She is. It's. I think she's it's called Ar- yeah. Argyle. Was is it Henry, Argyle? Yeah. Henry Cavill was in it. Yes. Yeah. I just. Keep she talking. is. What do you mean? Keep talking. What you got? You busy? No. We got a break because Dana Holgerson is going to join us on the other side right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Uh, right now. I'm talking U of H football. What? Want you to be out at the game? Let's go. Are you are you coming? You're gonna be out there because we need you out there because Cincinnati is coming to town. Let's go beat them people. We don't like those people. Taking on the Bearcats and just got the win last week. Now got two wins in the Big Twelve. Things are looking great. Time for all Cougs to come home. It's homecoming weekend. Let's pack TDECU Stadium and the band to get the band together. Tickets starting at just $15. $15 is all. That's all we need right now. So all you got to do is get to uh, com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS. I am excited. This is going to be this is going to be so much fun. Back at TDECU Stadium, the last time we were there, played Texas, and it was a great, great atmosphere. Let's keep that going. Got the Cincinnati Bearcats coming to town. You got Oklahoma State after that. You've got uh, then Central Florida on the road. Just three games left. This team is going to make the postseason. Excited about that. That they're going to go bowling. UHCougars.com, but they need your help. This this is an important game. This is a big game. On Saturday against Cincinnati. Tickets again starting at just 15 bucks. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets. Call 713 go Cougs. ESPN 97.5 and Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time to bring in the head coach of the Houston Cougars. And he is brought to you by Damaris Barbecue, HRNP, and by Chastain Ford. All three love the Cougs, and all three want to be a part 
of talking about a big win at Baylor. Dana Holgerson, hey, Coach, congrats on that win, man. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. How you guys doing today? Doing great. Can it ever be a little easier, though? I mean, a field goal to go up two scores? Nah. Fourth and 17? Nah. Why has it always got to be so tough, huh? Yeah, I know. That's a good question. Um, You know, it resembled that West Virginia game, honestly, where we had chances at the, you know, the the latter part of the fourth quarter to to seal the victory. And, and, um, you know, those guys wanted to win pretty bad, too, is my only my only take, you know, uh, you know, teams aren't going to just give it to you. You got to go take it and earn it. And, and, uh, unfortunately we, we didn't, um, we just try to make it as dramatic as we possibly can. Just this whole made for TV thing and, you know, nail biting at the end, the edge of your seat, uh, got to make it just as interesting as you possibly can. That's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> it was the same way with Texas. It's now three out of the last four weeks. It couldn't be more nail biting. Couldn't be more, uh, you know, uh, edge of your seat at the end of the games. So talk about the philosophy now of going for two, since you got to go for two anyway, the next time in the second overtime, you've got to go for two anyway, is this going to be the way that it is? If you're second, you just end up going for two and winning the game right there? Yeah, I think it's trending that direction. Uh, you know, there's this whole thing about you like like momentum, right? So <clears throat> if you got if you got momentum, keep playing. Uh, that's always kind of been the philosophy. Uh, I can argue that's not the right thing to do. I mean, we've been in two overtime games here this year, and the team with all the momentum at the end of the game didn't win. You know, so, you know, it goes back to that Rice uh, game. Uh, you know, we score to, you know, get it to uh, 28-28, and we got all the momentum in the world. I argue, I should argue we should have went for two right there, right? But I'm like, well, we stopped them a couple of times. You know, we got the momentum. Let's keep playing, and, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's see what happens here in overtime. Well, we score, they score, and then they score, and then we score, and then you got to go for two anyway. So what I did was just prolong the game for, for 20 minutes. You know, and it, usually in overtime, it's going to come down to a two-point conversion. So, you know, I w- you know, Baylor had all the momentum at the end of the game. You know, they go for two. Uh, our defense is wore out. They probably get it, and then they probably win. You know, so, you know, their philosophy is is the same as what what most everybody's is. If you got the momentum, let's keep playing, uh, which is what happened. And they got the ball and they went down and scored. Uh, I knew our defense was in trouble at that point, so I told the team, I was like, let's go, let's go score and go for two and 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 end this thing. And we did. You know, I've never seen a penalty on an extra point and back it up to the 40-yard line before. That That's the first for me. Um, I don't I don't think that – I know why they called what they called. I don't necessarily agree with the call. Um, it's how we coach it. So, if anything, that's on me. But we started on the 40. Um, Donovan didn't flinch. You know, Sam Brown made a couple of huge catches in overtime, and then Donovan just pretty much willed that thing into the end zone. Uh, our whole team knew exactly what to do, uh, so we practiced that two-point conversion a lot. We had that thing old up against Texas. It's the same situation. Uh, what I told them at the end of the Texas game, let's go down and score, and we'll go for two, and we'll win. Um, I guess the football guys were, were looking out for us there in Waco and gave us an opportunity to 
to do that very thing, and, and we ran the play, we executed it, and we got out of there with a win. Hey, I want you to talk for a second about uh, plays at the end of the game or in critical situations down in a red zone, a lot of times two-point conversions. I know it's been said that coaches like to have, uh, I don't know what the what the name would be called, Coach, but these, these winning plays, these plays that you kind of save for certain moments. Can you talk about how those are created, how you create certain plays for certain situations when you absolutely have to have something? Because a lot of times it's going to be around the goal line in a must-win situation. Yeah, you carry you carry them every week. Uh, and, you know, there's times where, like, we carried this specific play, we carried it for three weeks. I mean, the name the name was horns down. I mean, this goes back to the winning touchdown play against the University of Texas back in 2018 when, you know, Will Greer threw it to David Sills and they called timeout and we had to reload it and they called timeout again and then we ran it and they gave us a different defense and it had options. Uh, that was the beautiful part about that two-point play is, is you had three different options. And so in those situations, you – always try you know to get into something to where when you snap the thing you can you can look at the defense and react to it to see what they're doing to have options to go with the ball where you need to go with the ball um you know the two times that it successfully worked and put it in against texas obviously because uh of the name of the play uh and we we did it a little differently obviously everybody in the country runs some version of it at this point uh so we carried it over um from from Texas to Kansas State to uh, to uh, uh, Baylor and had it ready to go and uh, and had repped it over the course of the last couple of weeks. Well, now we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll have something different off of it right now. And so, um, you know, it, 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 if if you haven't ran it, you haven't showed it, you can carry it. Uh, but if you've if you've shown it, then you got to change it. But you're always going to go into the game with a couple of two point players with a couple of third and 10 plays on the 10 yard line that you got to have it. Maybe it's a fourth and 10 play that you got to have it. No, those, that specific play will be a little bit different based on what, what video says based on what they do in those situations. And you may need to tweak it. And there's always some day one install stuff that you have two or three red zone plays that you have drawn up and, and you and you put them, you know, based on what you see on video, uh, the order from which you want, which you want to pull them and, and run them. Dan Holgerson with us on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You mentioned Sam Brown. What a game he had. Where's Golden? Where's Man Jack? What's your, what's your wide receiver room look like right now? Uh, you know, beat up. Uh, went into halftime. I didn't have any of them. You know, they're all, you know, Man Jack was at home watching it on TV and the other two were in the training room. So we, you know, really challenged the, uh, uh, you know, the quarterback in the run game, the O line to to get push. You know, uh, running backs. You know, uh, Tony Mathis uh, got challenged and came out and had a great second half. Parker Jenkins ran the ball hard. Uh, I knew we were going to have to kind of grind it out. You know, and we came out after halftime. We put together a nine minute drive. Uh, we scored, but the right tackle held, and so it got came back, and we had to kick the field goal, but we got. Three points, but we kind of set the tone there, and that was a huge nine-minute drive. Uh, wanted to wanted to grind the clock. We got some short yardage situations with with the touch push. You guys were asking me about a couple weeks ago. We put that in because we like the matchups up front. Uh, but then we got you know Sam Brown came back and and played good in the second half. He he's got kind of a shoulder, but he can fight through that. He's leading the Big Twelve in receptions and reception yards, and is very motivated to get out there and play. 
Uh, Manjack's back, had a great practice yesterday, excited about him. He's fresh, ready to roll, and, and Golden's going to be day-to-day pretty much for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, okay, and and Donovan at the end has got to run the football, and you got to – and he's a, he's willing, right? I mean, in, it doesn't seem like in the uh, that he takes off all too often, you know, in the middle of the game, but when it comes to crunch time, you guys depend on him quite a bit at the end for, and, and oh, it seems like in overtimes, he's he's the man that's going to be carrying that load. Yeah, he's he's not scared to do that. Uh, you know, we got some design stuff that we're going to do with him. Uh, he's getting better at that. I tell you, he's doing a great job of of taking care of himself. You know, I mean, he gets what he can get, and he's good at getting down. You know, Toon was bad at getting down. He just didn't fall very good, you know, and so – uh, Donovan does a good job of, of protecting himself and getting on the ground or getting out of bounds. Uh, I'd tell you the other thing that he's really improved on is, 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 is in the passing game, escaping in the pocket and being accurate with his throws on the run. You know, he hit man Jack for a touchdown against, against Texas. That was a brilliantly thrown ball. Uh, the last dry, the, the last touchdown that we scored, uh, in the third quarter, um, you know, he got out of the pocket and threw a absolute, dime to Dalton Carnes for about a 40 yarder. That was a special play. And then he, and then he escaped out of the pocket and threw it to Tony Mathis in the back of the end zone. So those were two huge plays that due to his athleticism and escaping out of the pocket and getting on the run and being accurate with the, in the passing game was, was improvement on his part. Excited about that. And, and, and then there's just always the, the designed runs that, in crunch time down by the goal line that you got to get the quarterback involved and everybody's doing it. And it, it's, it just, you create an extra hat and it, you get it in the end zone. This, this Donovan Smith is willing to do whatever he needs to do to be able to help the team. He's become a great leader and he continues to improve at being our quarterback. Dalton Carnes has that really stepped up too. I mean, in, in, a, in critical situations, that's been great. That's been great to see. We got to fill that place up. Okay. So are you thinking at all about, you know, postseason oh, you, that that win certainly helped. It's going to go a long way uh, towards possibly getting to a bowl eligible. And so is this Saturday, and then the following Saturday against Oklahoma State. We're winding down here. We need people out there at TDECU. Should be an exciting end of the season. We're fired up, man. Just keep keep getting better, keep improving, keep building. That's what our motto has been here for the last couple of weeks, and. And we're on track to doing that. You know, we can even up at five and five. We've been through a lot this year, and you know, Cincinnati ain't going to get it to us. I can promise. I can promise you that. I don't care what their record says or any of that. This is a program that's won twelve games in the last four years. They're used to winning. They've been in, BC, you know, the CFP games and 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 New Year's Six games the last three years. Uh, they got really, really, really good players. They've been really close. Uh, you know, they lost. To Baylor by just a couple of points. They lost to UCF by just a couple of points. So they're they're going to be ready to go. But uh, we're excited about it. Get to five and five. Bowl game hasn't been talked about. It. We'll talk about it after we get to five. Get to six. Then we're in, we're in good shape. One at a time. You know this whole thing is going to be over in about nineteen days here, and we got a lot of ball ahead of us, and we just need to keep building and keep improving. That's it. Uh, so it's going to be fun at TDECU Stadium here for the next couple of weeks. Start this Saturday at six. Absolutely, come on, let's go. UHCougars.com, seven one three go Cougs. UHCougars.com, starting at fifteen bucks. Tickets starting just at fifteen bucks. HRP, 
Damaris Barbecue, Chastain Ford, thank you for bringing us Dana Holgerson right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Go get them Saturday night, Coach. I appreciate it. Go Cougs. All right. That's nice. We're giving away. And I think we'll continue to probably give uh, more away here this week. So keep on listening right here if you want to go out. And make sure that you use the tickets. Go to the game. If you get the tickets, you know, use them. Yeah. We get callers who are excited about them. So if you're calling in and you happen to be the lucky one, go to the games. We have plenty of tickets to give away. We'll be giving away throughout the, the day today and going all the way through Thursday. Yeah. So let's go. All right. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in here on ESPN 97.5. And 92.5, you're more than welcome to do that. ESPN 97.5. Currently... In the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. Let's get back to some Rockets talk. How about that team? How about that win yesterday? The Rockets took care of business. Just uh, just destroy it. Now, Tierra Fox is there, so you take it with a grain of salt, right? Bit of a grain of salt? Well, they destroyed him. Yeah, th- back-to-back games, I didn't expect Sacramento to be as bad as they were last night. De'Aaron Fox is clearly their engine, the guy they go to in the fourth quarter. But that's a team who made the playoffs last year and still has some good players, but they're nothing without him, apparently. So they better hope he doesn't have... I think he's got an ankle. I think that's what it is, so hopefully for them it's not long-term. Because if it is, they're poor. You're a numbers guy. When was the last time the Rockets gave up 60 through three quarters? Did you happen to look at nineteen ninety three? time. Do you happen to look at? Do you get the Rockets? Um, yeah, the, the Rockets email. Yeah, post. Yeah, post game email. Yeah. Did you read some of these? No, Here, I'll read you some of these. It's quite impressive. With the win tonight, the Rockets have won. Okay, the last time the Rockets were five hundred better was two six twenty one. So it's been a little while since they've been five hundred. Um, the Kings were held below a hundred points only four times last year. The Rockets have done it. Two times over the last three days. Of course, no De'Aaron Fox. That's kind of a big deal. Um, Houston, the Rockets outshot the Kings 57 to 44%. Houston shot 50% or better three times this season, marking the first time the Rockets have shot 50% or better, uh, or better three times within its first games of the season since 2013-14. This is a, actually a really good one. Houston had 28 assists and 11 turnovers. The Rockets have recorded 28 assists in four of six games this season after doing so in just 10 of 82 last year. Just 10 times out of 82, they've already done it four of six. Houston has uh, committed 12 or fewer turnovers in three of the past four games after doing so 10 times last year. They have an Alperin Shingun stat, a Fred Van Vliet stat, Aaron Holiday stat. Basically, what's happening is this has grown up. And, and, you know, this is I was talking to my son, Mason. I mentioned on the show yesterday, I think one of the big mistakes is going to be the anti Jalen Green stuff that is coming for people to want to give up on Jalen. I think that's a huge mistake. And I said it yesterday because Jalen's one of the only guys on the court that can go get his own shot uh, off the dribble. You saw that. Yeah. Okay. So 
Jabari is not a blow-by guy. He's finding ways to get shots. He's becoming a better shot maker. But Jabari, Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Vliet, and Shingoon are not blow-by guys. The only blow-by guy you have right now in the rotation, frankly, because Jay Sean and, and really Jeff Green's not a classic blow-by guy, are Cam Whitmore, who's not in rotation. I'm in Thompson can, who, who's hurt. And then you also have, uh, ooh, I mean, that's really about it. So don't give up on Jalen Green. Jalen was in AAU. Then he was in G League Ignite. I believe he went to Ignite. Then he was Steven Silas. When has he learned to be a structured basketball player? A serious question. Where have le- Where's leadership come from? AAU teammates, G League Ignite, last year's Rocket teams. Who are the leaders? Where's the structure? Who is the fundamental coach who's asking for accountability? He's never had that in his career, more than likely. And when I say career, his life. Like, he's so young that he hasn't really had much of a career. This is probably all new to Jalen Green. It's going to take a lot of getting used to that. Sorry, Jalen, you can't just do whatever you want. Right. And And that's not a bad thing. He's learning to play ball. He's learning to play ball. And I think that's going to really benefit. Let's hear Shingun talking about deep. Listen to how excited. No, no. Let's hear Ime talking about oh, okay. how this team, the three wins are actually um, validating what they've been doing. Okay. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's kind of reiterating the points that we were trying to emphasize coming into it. And, you know, you take away the San Antonio loss. Every game, even the first three losses, you know, didn't play extremely well against Orlando and got it back to three um, or one point, I'm sorry, before kind of letting go of the rope there. Um, San Antonio make a shot or two, you win that game, and then even Golden State taking a three-point lead late in the fourth before Curry kind of got hot. So even in those three losses, I felt we played well, uh, just didn't sustain the effort and, you know, went through some lulls on both sides of the ball. So to have that carryover is good. Um, See success, you know, against Charlotte and carryover in these two games has been great. You know, where's my guy that was flipping out because they got beat by 30, and he thought that was like, this is embarrassing, it's disgraceful. That game was actually a, a, a one-point game in the third quarter, and they just lost control of the game. It was not a terrible game on the whole, and I think there were people who were acting like that was the Rockets, the 30-point loss, and really it was a scrap against Golden State, as he mentioned. It was an overtime loss against uh, uh, a, a pretty good, actually a pretty good San Antonio team. That team is coming out with some, with some energy this year. Um, Ime's right. I mean, they have played, and now they're defending. Did you see Shingun's numbers, what he's averaging right now? This is an interesting one. The last player, so yesterday, in 26 minutes of play, Shingun had 17 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds, right? The last player to have recorded these numbers while playing 26 or fewer minutes in a game was Magic Johnson with 18 points, 17 assists, and 8 rebounds in 25 minutes against Washington. Shingun is averaging 16, I'm sorry, 18.2 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 7 assists this year. Baby J. Baby who? Joker? Baby Baby Joker? He's Baby J. Hmm, that is... I said it. Don't say it again. Yep. Here's what we've got. D'Amico, who we've already discussed how people are following him. <laughs> and how everybody gave up on him except you. Well, they didn't give up on him. They just didn't believe, didn't believe in him. In him. I, believed on, same, I believed in him Same first. with Shingun? Yeah, it's a sin. And then uh, Shingun is another one where, you know, now Ime Udoka, here's Shingun, and I was the first to label him Baby J. Uh, I invented the name Baby J just now. 
And you so, did. yeah, you're all free you, to use Baby J. It's you trademarked. think that's a good idea? Don't make T-shirts out of it. When you say Baby J, is he going to be 70% of Joker or 65? What do you, what, yeah, what's what he going to be? What kind of percentage are you putting on this? 90-ish. 90-ish? 90 So almost a, a direct copy of huh, Joker? Of Joker. One of, the mo- one of the most... Well, not like Baby Jordan-like... Harold Miner? Harold Miner. Not the same kind of baby. Mm. You, you think he'll be 90-plus percent of Joker? What are they calling C.J. Stroud right now? Baby Goat. I They're already it, calling him Baby Goat. I thought it was Young DeBrat. Nope. Ooh. We've gotten out of that phase oh, okay. as a city. Well, you haven't apologized as yet. As a city, yeah. we're out of that phase. Have you we're apologized now, like you should have? Yes, yesterday. We're no, now on the no, Baby Goat. He's Baby Goat now. We've also got Baby J. Uh, listen, and we've talked about how Rockets and, <laughs> Rockets and Texans. Oh, what? Do have we said Rockets and Texans follow each other like a mirror, basically? What is, what's the uh, Texans yes, record? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's 500. What? 500. Baby goat, Who's baby J, baby goat, two babies, little baby, dub baby. I want to point out that he said the city was doing this. The city is not. You are. You. The city's on to no. this. I, I speak for the city. He does speak for the city. He kind of, he actually, Thank you, John. He kind of does. He kind of does. Yep. You you want him speaking for you? No, for the city. So John, but not for you. Not for me. So when I he so so when he goes on he's inside the loop. So when he goes yeah, on, he's outside the loop. What do you beyond the draft or what past the draft, whatever it is? Yeah, and then you start calling CJ Stroud baby goat. Are you yeah. going to call him baby goat on past the I draft? Not? Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to go on a public forum outside move of the sticks? Outside, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever that dumb show is called. At outside, <laughs> your little, your little he's podcast very disrespectful. show. Whatever your little podcast. I'm disrespectful. Show. I'm disrespectful. They're disrespectful. They never mentioned the radio show you work, the the station you work for, ever. Do they, they ever say H Town's finest? No. Do they ever go? ESPN Bucky said something like that. Do one they time? ever say in the in the caption or the summary ESPN ninety seven fives Lance Erline? No, because they hate that they're the the Astro. Both of them hate that the Astros won a title. All right, one's then. a Dodger fan and one's a Padre fan. Mm-hmm. I just think the next time you go, you do a national hit somewhere or even a local hit that some one of your buddies is on radio someplace. You call yeah. you call Alfred Shingoon. Baby J, and they go, what's Baby J? You go, oh, he's he's Baby Joker, and see how that goes for you. Mm. That's fine, and then they'll say, why would you say that? And I'll say, oh, 18.2 points a game, 8.5 rebounds a game, and 7 assists per game, and lower body fat percentage. Hmm. What? Comparing him to an wow. MVP and NBA champion. Yeah. What I'm telling you is that Two he's white younger. Euros. Somebody is getting... <laughs> Okay. A, a little, a little reckless. You're a little disrespectful. Yeah. I have okay. to mention Why it. can't he be like Kevin Durant? Why has he got to be like Joker? Well, because he plays like more like Joker and not like Durant. Doesn't matter. We can't I'm have that sorry. comp. Can't have that comp. Baby Luka. The three best players in the league right now, Luka, Joker, and Shingun. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, okay. Jeez. All right. We're going out on a big limb now. That little, it's a little stick out there where I'm I mean, right I mean, It's bended. In a hurricane, Luca will win MVP this year. We gotta convince me I'm wrong because uh, Jokic still exists, and they just played each other, and Jokic Luke? beat the crap out of that team. Luca or Alpi, which one? What do you mean? People were dying to not vote for Jokic last and then year because they the just t- think it's sacrilege. And then he won he the title. MVP. Then he won the title, and everyone realized, oh, we made a mistake. Well, <laughs> no, Kendrick Perkins might realize it. Okay, Kendrick Perkins started that crap, and Kendrick Perkins That's the dumbest all, thing in should the world. pay for it. I mean, he is easily the best player in the league right Breaking now. here, 713 780 3776. Top of the hour here. One to go. Come on in. 713 780 3776. ESPN 975.com. If you want in, you have to audition.